Today we're going to continue in prayer. I said last week that I want us to pray and we're going to pray until the 30th episode. And before we start praying, I do want to say thank you for always coming back. Thank you once again for listening to this podcast. I am Jennifer Jefferson and and we are here to talk about conquering ourselves. And the only way to conquer ourselves is through Christ Jesus. It is not through our will and our strength. God has given us power and ability to use it, but it has to be used through his knowledge. It has to be used through him. We have to ask the Holy Ghost to guide us so that we can become his reflection, so that we can live this life the way that he desires. And the truth is God's desires are far greater than ours. Some of the things that we are reaching for and we are desiring is beneath even the standard of him. The Bible has so many promises of him. Some of the promises are just because of who he is, just because you are his child, he's going to give certain things to you. And some of these, some of the promises, the Lord says, no, you have to obey in order to receive this. And the obedience is not because God is this mean, malicious God who wants to dictate and control things. No, it is because God is saying, I need you to trust me. We obey folks and we follow their instructions because we trust them. And his desire to, for us to trust him is really for our benefit. Because the more and more we trust in God, the more we depend on God, the more we glorify God, the more our lives are edif- our, our lives are being grown and they're maturing and we're receiving all these beautiful blessings and the joy that we've been desiring and the peace that we have been desiring and all of the things that the, that the Lord promises, the Lord is saying, some of this is tied to your obedience. But we have to become so centered around Christ. This is a journey that I will forever be on. And that's my prayer. My prayer is that the Lord keeps me at his feet. I've said this so many times, God, keep me at your feet. For the first week of pray, we prayed, prayer, excuse me, we prayed about clarity. The second week we prayed about having a mindset of a builder. Today, we are going to pray about having a Christ-centered mindset. Well, what does that mean? That means I am literally waiting and I'm ready to lay down everything for God. I am waiting and I'm saying, God, I'm available to lay everything down for God. I am giving my life And giving your life, yes, it is part of salvation. We have to surrender our lives to God in order to receive Jesus Christ. But it is a continuous thing that we must do as disciples, as children of God who mature in him. There is something that God is saying, I need you to give this up. I need you to give that up. Once again, it's not because God is trying to dictate. He's not a dictator. But God is saying, if you don't make me the top dog, the the center, the top of your life, all of these other things and people, they become idols. They become idols. And we know that the Bible says that there should be no other God before me. And the reason why there should be no other idols is because God says, I know the plans that I have for you. 
His plans are so good. They're so merciful. They're so loving. They're so peaceful. He understands that if you follow other people, that's going to lead you to a place of detriment. But he's like, follow me. I am the promise. So we're going to pray that we have a Christ-centered mindset. Help us with our minds, Jesus. God, I thank you for this time together. I thank you for my brother and sister who is watching right now. God, I ask that you begin to be with them in this very moment. Open up their heart and their minds so that they are able to receive you in a new way. They need to be able to see that I don't have the mindset of Christ. I thought I was having Christ centered. I thought I was having you centered, Jesus, in my mind. But I realized there's a lot of philosophy and a lot of things that are in there that are not about you. They're great tools. Yeah, they're great resources, but I lean on them more than I lean on you. I don't consult you enough, God. I thank you in advance for revealing that to all of us who are listening, including myself. But God, you are asking us to give our lives over to you. In Matthew 10, 34 through 40, 42, it says this. Do not suppose this is you, Jesus, speaking to us, your disciples. You are speaking to the disciples. Jesus, you said this in verse 34. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against his her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Jesus, you also said anyone who loves their son and or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Jesus, you said whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Jesus, you also said whoever finds their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Jesus, you promised us anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. So as we do the will of the Lord and as we do what you've called us to do, those who welcome us will welcome you because we have made the decision that we are going to lose our lives in order to gain you. We know that your life, your ways, your thoughts, everything is greater and higher than ours. There is no way that you come down to us, to our thought process. We have to ask to be elevated to your thought process. Lord, give us your thoughts. Give us your ways. Give us, like Jesus, give us understanding of that. Let us be students of your word. Let us be students in prayer life. Let us understand how does prayer work. Let us understand what does the meaning of these words mean that's in your beautiful word in the scripture. What does it mean in Hebrew? What does it mean in Greek? God, what is the context of it? Let us be students to where we go to the deeper depths of who you are. We're not just seeking what can benefit us, God. We are seeking you through your word, God. We are searching for you. Let us never get tired of searching for you. Let us never get tired of seeking to have a Christ-centered life. Let us never get tired of speaking of your goodness. Let us never get tired of speaking of your kindness, Lord Jesus. Let us never get tired of testifying 
understanding of the goodness of who you are, God. You are a righteous and loving God. You are a righteous and whole God. You are a God that is full of grace and mercy. You are a God that protects us even from the things that you know that you can do to us. And you're like, look, there's a side to me that I don't want to unleash, but it will be unleashed in time and season. You are a gracious God. For even your rod and staff in the moment, it may feel like pain. It may feel like this correction is so hard for us to overcome, but it is your love that is keeping us in line. It is the, it is the toughness of who you are that is teach that's keeping us in line, Lord Jesus. We ask that you allow us to see you in everything. Allow us to have a Christ-centered life. Allow us to not lean on our understanding. Proverbs 3, 5, and 7 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil, God. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for we will trust in you. We will find ways to trust in you. Moments that I know scare us, things that are like, oh my gosh, Lord, this seems too big. God, I can't do that. Last time I did that, I failed miserably. Last time I did that, it just didn't feel right. God, I need you to strengthen us in those areas. Your word says when Paul was asking for uh, for this the thorn to be removed from his side three times, he said, you said, the Lord said, my grace is sufficient. In your weakness, I am made strong. My grace is sufficient. In your weakness, Jesus is made strong. His grace is sufficient for all of us. There are things that we're saying, God, remove this from me. Take this out of me, God. But God is saying, my grace is sufficient. His love is sufficient. When we are weak, we have to be okay with showing our weakness. We have to be okay with saying, God, I am weak in this area. I am nervous in this area. I don't have confidence in this area, Lord Jesus. Please be made strong in this area. God, are you teaching me to, to learn something I need to learn? Do you Are you teaching me how to take care of something that I have neglected? Are you teaching me to strengthen a, a certain tool or strengthen something that I need to know? And But it's through your wisdom. This is why you say, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not to your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will direct our path God in the things that we just don't know about we need to go ahead and seek you in the areas where we even feel confident about we need to seek you because there may be an unorthodox way you're calling us to move your word says that you will take the foolish things of the world to of to confound the wise and the weak things of this world to confound the strong. So certain things that we feel just make sense. God is like, that's not me. God, allow us to have a mindset to where we are centered on you. Allow us to have a mindset to where we are beginning to seek you, seek your wisdom, seek your love, seek your knowledge. We are thirsting for you, God thirsting for you. We have to understand that whatever we do, how does it glorify God? 
how does it bring people into the kingdom and how does this help my brother or sister in Christ who's already in the kingdom God you will get the glory we need your wisdom your word says that when we ask of your wisdom you give it to us freely we are going to stop leaning on our own understanding we are going to stop leaning and yearning for our own wisdom but we are going to yearn for your wisdom this is how we become have this is how we become Christ-centered one of the many ways to become Christ-centered after salvation we need to ask for your wisdom after salvation we need to yearn for your word after salvation we need to have a, a consistent prayer life after salvation we need to go ahead and make sure that we are among other believers who are going to challenge us in our growth who's going to love us even when we make mistakes love us and encourage us as we grow they're going to be the support that we need here on earth lord jesus we need your wisdom Proverbs 4 and, and 7 through 9 says, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Through it, cost all you have, get understanding. Cherish her, she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will give you a garland of grace, your head and present and present you with a glorious crown. The King James Version says that in all thy getting, get an understanding doesn't matter what it costs get an understanding doesn't matter what you have to sacrifice if we have to sacrifice time God we will give understanding God it doesn't matter if we have to sacrifice certain things God we will gain your wisdom and understanding because your wisdom is the principal thing the beginning of you is your wisdom after salvation, after we have received Christ, we need to yearn and seek your wisdom. Let us desire to study the book of Proverbs, the book of, uh, of Ecclesiastes. These two books are profound and just riddled with your wisdom, God. Allow us to really, really seek your wisdom and desire to hear the truth from you. Truth from you, Lord. We desire to hear the truth from you. We desire to have a Christ-centered life. Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you and I praise you. So as we are growing in builders and as we are gaining clarity and as we're seeking your wisdom, God, allow your heart be within us. Allow us to walk in a place of love and faith that even when we see our brother and sister fall and we see them saying things that are not really scripturally sound we are seeing them do things that are not scripturally sound are lined up god we will not sit here and start bashing them in our homes in our car even in our thoughts lord jesus we will not bash them in our mind for you said that anything that is against the the will of god we have to cast it down let every thought that it against god cast it down in the name of jesus that's what you command us to do but yet we will pray for our brothers and sisters. We will not create some platform on any of the social media uh, platforms and have this whole thing about bashing other Christians. God, if we are Christ-centered, we are about you. We speak you, we speak your love, we speak your hope, we speak your peace, we speak your kindness, we speak your generosity. Even in correction, we speak your restorative power because that is what you do even in scripture. When you corrected people and you sent warning and things were destroyed, God, you didn't leave it as that. You created something new. 
even in the in, in revelations, Lord Jesus, you say that you will create a new heaven and earth when you come back and all of us are caught up with Jesus, those who believe, and that he will give even those who did not believe the first time around a second chance. God, that's how gracious you are. Teach us how to be gracious like you. Teach us how to be givers like you. Give up our time, our talents, our love. Give forgiveness, give grace, give mercy, give charity, give hope, give. We need to give. We need to give with a joyful heart, not just giving money. A lot of us only think about giving in the form of money, but what else do we need to give? What else do we need to give? Teach us to have a Christ-centered life so that we may reflect you, that we may see you, and that we may honor you and that we may bring people into this wonderful, wonderful, beautiful kingdom of yours. You are an amazing God. God, as we grow and as we mature and as we seek you, God, we thank you in advance for turning us away from anything that is not of you, revealing to us things that have been keeping us bound for so long, even if it doesn't seem bad. There are some things that some of us are bound to that is not necessarily a, a sin, but it's a weight. The Bible says lay aside every weight and sin that so easily besets you. There are certain things that are just holding on to us that are keeping us from really flourishing in God. And right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for exposing what that is to each and every individual that is listening right now. We thank you. God, I thank you in advance for that. And God, I thank you that as you call it out and as you reveal it to each one of us, we will stand in your word and we will speak the word of God over ourselves and we will cast that thing down to the pits of hell to never to return in your mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for continuing to teach us how to keep you centered and keep you whole in the forefront of our minds and of our hearts and our actions and everything that we do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Amen, amen. If anyone does not know Jesus, I need you to repeat after me. If you really want Jesus to be the center of your life, you first have to, you have to, you have to give your life to him and accept him as your savior. And I want you to repeat after me, Lord, come into my life. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died for me. I ask that you forgive me. I repent. If you have said that, we are rejoicing. Heaven is rejoicing. We are so, so excited to welcome you into this beautiful kingdom. Please seek God. Develop a personal relationship for yourself with Jesus Christ, but also find a great, wonderful church home. It can be somewhere you go, maybe on Bible studies. It can be somewhere you go on Sundays, wherever it is. Find somewhere that is teaching the word of God and you feel the love of God and understand that it may take some time. So be patient with others as you desire for others to be patient with you. I love each and every one of you all. Continue to pray for me as I pray for you all. I love you and I will speak to you next Friday.